Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Level Play Sports Podcast, your source for everything related to athlete brand management. My name is Dave Kalen, and I will be your host for today's episode. Where today we will focus on the world of college sports, which has gone over a tremendous transformation in a relatively short period of time. Not that long ago, student athletes spent their entire four-year career at a single school, basically the school that they were recruited from out of high school. They worked their way up through the ranks to the varsity team, being careful to avoid any gifts or even a free meal that could jeopardize their amateur status and their scholarships. And now it seems those olden days of 2018 now seem quaint by today's landscape. Perhaps the biggest event that has shaken college sports happened just last year, where a Supreme Court decision finally forced the NCAA to abandon its stance on on student-athletes being solely amateurs, and it allowed them to make money off of their name, image, and likeness like anyone else outside of sports could. Suddenly, college athletes were getting sponsorship deals, endorsements, and royalties from their image, not only on social media, but other media platforms as well. But before the NIL explosion, there was an event that laid the groundwork for this avalanche of action. It's something called the Transfer Portal. Now, on its surface, the Transfer Portal is just a database that lists all players who intend to transfer, signaling to other schools that they can reach out to those players. But it is definitely much more than that. With restrictions now gone about sitting out a year when switching schools, the transfer portal is essentially nothing less than free agency for college athletes. Now, there are many arguments on both sides of this and from many different viewpoints on whether School hopping is good or bad, not just for the athletes, but also the coaches, the schools, the conferences, the NCAA, alumni boosters, corporate sponsors, and oh yeah, the fans too. But will the transfer portal ultimately turn out a better product for everyone? Or is it just giving in to some prima donna divas who bounce whenever they don't get what they want? Well, To help discuss these topics, as always, is my co-host, Ricky Denning. Hey, Ricky, how's it going? Hey, Dave, it's going pretty darn good. I have a brand new fancy wine glass that makes me feel not only very adult, but like the kind of adult who can well-equippedly talk about the transfer portal. Well, that's uh, that's a good attitude. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So tell me your thoughts. Uh, Do you think that the transfer portal will make the game better or will it make it worse? Well, keep in mind that this is coming from the perspective of someone who graduated college not too long ago, but the transfer portal, no doubt, gives students a lot more power. And I side with the students. Anything that's going to give the students more power is a good thing in my book, so I'm I'm pro-portal myself. Well, I mean, in terms of the student-athletes, uh, it gives them a chance to get more playing time, maybe find a better fit for their playing style, or if they don't like a coach, they can just bounce and move on to a different, you know, a different team with a different coach. I suppose it's better for coaches, too. It, can, it allows right. you to keep recruiting and keep an eye out for, hey, there's somebody good at that school over there. Maybe I can go and grab them. 
Yeah, definitely. It's also giving power to coaches. It's not just giving power to students, but it gives the most power to students without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. It's also good for fans and maybe boosters. You know, you're always kind of in the hunt. You're either you're never in a rebuilding phase or actually you're always in a rebuilding phase Yeah, that's a better way because to put it. you're always looking at the portal it's almost like you're constantly thumbing through amazon looking for uh, <laughs> for new athletes new better teammates all right get the best bang for your buck right exactly it definitely keeps people talking about the school and it kind of lights up their community in a positive way it also affects schools in terms of recruiting itself for example caleb williams cited the transfer portal as providing an opportunity to choose the most beneficial offer from several schools. And he mentioned this in his tweet that he posted, explaining that he was joining the transfer portal and why. Hmm, that's interesting. Allow me to put on my grumpy old man hat on that. (laughs) You know, I think just these players wanting to change whenever they feel like it, it's just kind of giving in to this millennial and Gen Z crybabies who just can't handle even the slightest hardships in their college career. And they just, you know, and they just leave when they don't get what they want. Wah, wah, you know, just, I'm just going to leave. Listen, Dave, the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. My fellow Gen Z will understand that reference completely. But if this is something that's going to further Caleb Williams' career, for example, then he better take full opportunity of that. And people could call him a crybaby. But if he comes out on top, it's the most beneficial for him, for sure. But you bring up a, a good point, And that is that there's a lot of cons in this discussion. Exactly. And, you know, that's... In my opinion, that's the biggest con. Maybe not the biggest con, but it is a a, a grumpy old man con. Obviously, there are some other ones. Uh, you know, I think that this will affect smaller schools more than anything else. You're gonna anytime you're gonna find somebody in a junior college or in a mid major or something, and they get a better offer from somebody at the big conference, they're gonna move on. Well, yeah, but to bring up a counterpoint to that, it might end up positively affecting smaller schools because there might be a player, for example, at a big name school, and they might choose to go to a smaller school for football just because they want the playtime. There's only one period of their life that they could play college football. And if they're not getting playtime and if they're not playing college football, then, you know, they're well within their right to look at their options and decide that going to a smaller school in exchange for more playtime might end up being a, a better thing for their life path, especially if they're not planning on taking their football career anywhere past the collegiate level. Right. And we got to note that the transfer portal is overwhelmingly football and basketball. There are obviously some other sports in there, but right. I'd say the majority are football and men's and women's basketball. But, you know, also... I think it'll affect maybe team chemistry and consistency. You know, it's going to affect a dynasty. I mean, on one end, from a fan's viewpoint, you're going to have a a nice dynasty of, let's just say, Georgia or any SEC team, but you're going to have the Georgia 21 dynasty and the Georgia 22 dynasty and the Georgia 23 dynasty, but they're all going to be different teams. You like following players through their career, and if they just kind of keep jumping and jumping, I don't know, it's just not as fun. I hear you on that, but it will definitely affect team chemistry. It's not like it's the same team through the three years that they're getting playtime. It's not the same teammates that are working with each other and learning from each other and growing together as a team. But I think that athletes are going to be a lot more willing to work with each other on that. Yeah. I mean, it also 
you know, shifts focus from the education received at the school. I mean, it turns student athletes into just athletes. I mean, it's, they're really talking about not so much the education that they can get, but just more of how much money they can make. But even if that is shifting the focus for some students from education to athleticism, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's well within the student's right to choose. And it might work the other way to where a student might choose to list themselves on on the transfer portal and take an offer at a school that might not have as great of a football team, but has far better academics. Like it's not just a one-way street. It's not just shifting from education to athletics. It could be both. Exactly. Changing teams isn't quite the same as changing schools. I mean, putting your name in transfer portal and changing from Georgia to Harvard may not be a good idea if you're a football player, but it would be a pretty good step up if you're not a football player or if you're in a sport where there is no pro or where college is the end of your sporting career. Right. Or even if there is a pro version of that sport and that student is realistic with their goals and says, you know what, pro is not for me. And I'm going to switch from the school I'm at to Harvard because I want to major in business. And, you know, it's it's a two-way street. It's something that uh, this is exactly why it's a tool for the students, because it's for the students to decide. And of course, just because, you know, you put your name in the portal doesn't mean that anyone will necessarily take you. I mean, just because you want to go to Harvard doesn't mean that they will accept you. (laughs) Right, that's true. You know, Harvard needs a point guard. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to uh, accept you. (laughs) Right. Oh man, would that suck. Oh darn, I guess I got to transfer to, por- to to the transfer portal to go to Harvard. <laughs> but also, to that point, if you do put your name in the portal and Harvard or literally or any other school doesn't want you, can you necessarily come back? Do you think that you'd be burning your bridge? I mean, I went into the portal, nobody wanted me and you come back to your coach with your tail between your legs and say, "Well, please take me back." Ooh, that would suck even worse. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an option. But with great risk comes great reward. And sometimes you just got to roll the dice and take risks. Well, okay, then let's just move on. How do you think that that will change recruitment for the coaches? Well, you did mention earlier that there might be a more of a focus on JC or, you know, junior college or mid-major athletes, but now there might be less of an emphasis on high school seniors. Mm. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that it's a major change and it's going to elongate the time process from when an athlete is graduating high school and when they're actually getting picked up by a collegiate team and playing college sports. I don't think that these high school seniors are getting completely screwed over and that they're not getting recruited at all anymore. I think that it just means that their career path and the path to their collegiate sport is being altered and it is changing. Interesting. So I guess then these, though you'll probably see more people going directly to a junior college or a mid-major. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Exactly. So now these high school seniors, instead of going straight to a collegiate football team are now going to a junior college football team and getting drafted from there. Well, it's interesting because I recently saw an article about a coach at a mid-major conference basketball team, and they are doing everything that they can to keep their athletes at the school. It's so much that they are canceling all post-game press conferences. They're not even allowing the handshake after the game. What? Why? Yeah, because they don't want the opposing coach to come over and say, yeah, I really liked your game. Why'd you consider coming to me? 
They do that? Man, that 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 is some next level coaching poaching. <laughs> coaching poaching. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Wow. Yeah. Talk about trying to keep athletes. That changes the game right there. Well, right. But when you think about it, everybody is constantly looking out for the next big move. And this does give more power to the athletes because they can just say, play me or I walk. That's true. Going back to that risk versus reward that we were talking about earlier, an athlete could list themselves on the portal as a threat. They could list themselves on the portal and go to their coach with all their new offers. Kind of like, you know, if you have a job, right? And you apply for another job and get an offer of $20,000 more. You could take that to the employer that you already have slam that on their desk and say, you match this or I walk. So they might go and receive better offers and say, play me or I walk. Yeah, I don't know. If I were a coach, I would I would call their bluff. <laughs> I would say, okay, fine, go. No, I'm just <laughs> well, kidding. if they go, they, they, they might very well have another offer waiting for them in the wings. And so, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the reward for their risk. Another thing to consider about recruitment is the market of the college. I mean, especially when you're considering NIL, if you have a bigger market like Los Angeles versus a school that's not in a major market like Washington State of like Gonzaga, obviously Gonzaga has a much better basketball program, but USC and UCLA, they're in Southern California next to the beach. Exactly. I mean, if you if you have the same exact offer, right, from Iowa and from L.A., I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer where most students are going to choose to go. Well, I like to say that because uh, I'm in Southern California. <laughs> hey, SoCal born and raised. We might be a little biased as SoCalians. I agree. So with that, you be able to move to, let's just say, a bigger market, which would affect your personal brand, which kind of segues us into the next topic, as mm. we always do on this podcast, which is how this affects your brand. So the question <laughs> that I will pose to you is, will the transfer portal help or hurt your personal brand? Or not so much will it help or hurt, but how will it affect an athlete's personal brand? Well, if we just look at the track record of the transfer portal thus far, it has most definitely positively impacted so many athletes' brands because once they list themselves into the transfer portal, they get notoriety. They get people talking about them. They get word of mouth. They get YouTube channels covering their move and covering their options and speculating on what they're going to do. And, and that causes their brand's value to absolutely skyrocket in some cases, especially when they're being talked about nonstop and when they're gaining social media following from it and gaining a bunch of notoriety from it. For example, Caleb Williams got thousands of followers once he listed himself to the transfer portal because everybody was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Just be just the fact of being in the transfer portal gets followers. Exactly. Oh, okay. Because there are dozens, if not hundreds, of other podcasts like this and news shows and things on ESPN and Fox Sports and everything talking about who's in the transfer portal. Exactly. I mean, there's there's tons of in-depth analyses of it. There's subreddits discussing it. I mean, every single social media platform that you could think of has somehow built a community around talking about the transfer portal. And that's such a specific niche, but it definitely boosts an athlete's brand image. Yeah. Okay. But also, does it help based on, well, we talked about it earlier. What about athletes from sports where college is the end of their career, or they're just not good enough to make it to the pro level? 
I think listing themselves into the transfer portal in that case would just be a way for them to utilize where they're going to get the most playtime and take advantage of the most the years that they have in their collegiate sport. And they might take advantage of going to a smaller school to get more playtime, like I mentioned earlier, or they might take advantage of going to a different school that has better academics. It's, it's kind of a case-by-case basis for some of these athletes. Right. I mean, some of them may not even affect them. I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, the basketball twins from Fresno State. You've heard of them, right? Yes. Haley and Hannah Kavinder. Don't know how to pronounce that, so don't quote me. (laughs) Yes, yes. And they are huge social media stars. They make seven figures off of their NIL deals. I don't think that the transfer portal would affect them. I don't think they want to move from Fresno State to go to a bigger market team. Well, when you're pushing four million followers on TikTok alone, I don't... (laughs) I don't think that the transfer portal is necessarily at the top of your list of brand management tools that will help boost your your name power, your star power. Exactly. I I, I would agree. So for students that are in other sports where maybe there is no pro level beyond college, maybe just stick with where you are. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Well... I think that might be it for now. I think we've exhausted a lot of possibilities here and asked a lot of questions and hopefully came up with some thoughts and some insights on the transfer portal, good or bad, and for whom. Ricky, thanks again. As always, always a pleasure talking to you. Definitely. Thank you so much for your great discussion points. And that will bring us to the end of yet another episode of the Level Play Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion of the transfer portal and learned something along the way. If you like what you heard today, then please subscribe and you'll be notified of future episodes. Also, if you like what you heard, then feel free to leave something in the comments below or send us a note. I'm at dave at levelplaysports.com And you can find me at Rickiana at lovelplaysports.com. We're also on social media, of course. So give us a follow on Instagram at lovelplaysports or on Twitter at onlevelplay and connect with us on LinkedIn. Of course, don't be a troll, but if you'd like to discuss anything that we've been talking about here or have any ideas for future episodes, then we'd love to hear from you. So slide in our DMs and hit us up anytime. Well, that's it for now. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Level Play Sports Podcast, where we will discuss athlete brand management in more detail. For the Level Play Sports Podcast, I'm Dave Kalen. And I'm Ricky Denning. Have a good one. Bye.